Welcome back, friends. The hope is a prayer away. I am your host, Pastor JJ. And in today's Bible study, we're continuing in our series of the judgments. And this is part 19 of 31 parts in the series. And we're looking at all of the judgments and why they happen and what's the reason and who is the judge. And today we're going to consider God's solutions for man's problem. And as we find the Lord speaking, he says, God is not only perfect holiness, whose holy character we can never attain on our own or by our works of righteousness, but he is also perfect love and full of grace and mercy. And because of his love, grace, and mercy, he has not left us without a hope and a solution. And as we read in Romans 5 and verse 8, and all of these verses will be out of the NIV version of the Bible, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. This is the good news of the Bible. This is the gospel. This is the message of the gospel. It's the good news that while we were still in sin, God came to deliver us from that sin and to offer us an opportunity to spend eternity with him. But remember, friends, Christianity is unlike any other religion in that Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. And people may think, oh, God doesn't know what's going on. Is there really a God? Friends, you were predestined and I was predestined, as the Bible says, before the foundations of the world. He called you and I into existence. And he is with us. 24 7 365 and he's on top of the game and he knows what's going on in your life and mine but if you don't ask him for help if you don't ask him to come into your life he respects your decision can you imagine how hard that must be for him think about this for a second if you would please here he came he was beaten. He was flogged for you and I. And yet, he respects our decision whether to accept him or not. And knowing how many would and wouldn't, he still came. And he still was humble enough to submit himself to the pains that he went through to give us salvation. Let us continue, please. It's the message of the gift of God's own Son, who became man, the God-man, lived a sinless life, died on the cross for our sin, and was raised from the grave, proving both the fact that he is God's son and the value of his death for us as our substitute. 
And you know, friends, what hope would we have of being able to go and spend eternity with Jesus in heaven if he hadn't done that? Amen? And I tell people, it's very simple to, 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 to deny Christianity. You can crush Christianity if you can find his body. Amen? Right? And remember that the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were in, 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 impulsive and they were demanding that they would put a big stone before his, his, uh, his tomb and that the, there would be guards to make sure that he didn't get out because they knew, friends, that if he got out, then the world would know that there is hope for you and I and anyone who wants to accept his gift. Romans 1.4 And who, through the spirit of holiness, was appointed the Son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead? Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 4.25 he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. 2 Corinthians 5.21 And God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 1 Peter 3.18 for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. He laid it all on the line. And if you've ever been told in church that you're going to hell or that Jesus doesn't love you because you're gay, because you're an adulterer, because you were a murderer. That could not be the farthest thing from the truth. He loves you. And he accepts you this day as you are. I don't care if you have green hair, black hair, brown hair, no hair like me. Thank God. Thank God that he likes the baldies like me. But friends, he loves you. And if you've ever been told any of these things, friends, sin is sin. All of us are full of sin. And I begin with myself. So he came for that reason. He came to liberate us from sin on the cross and then to liberate us from death when he arose from his tomb. That was the message. And anyone, I don't care who you are, he loves you. He wants to be a part of your life. And don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. If any pastor or any church leader has ever told you, oh, so-and-so, you're going to hell because of this or because of that? <laughs> My friends, 
I don't have the power, neither does that pastor have the power, to send ourselves anywhere, much less send you. And we are not your God. We are to teach you, to instruct you, and to guide you, and to bring you to Jesus. But Jesus is your God. He made you. He died for you. And he's going to give you life everlasting if you accept it. 1 Peter 3.18 For Christ also suffered once for our sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. Now, the all-important question, how then do we receive God's Son that we may have the eternal life God has promised us? What becomes the issue for us today? And the Bible is a dictionary unto itself. And in first, I'm sorry, John 1 verse 12, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Who can be the child of God? Let's read that again, please. John 1, 12. And like I just said a couple of minutes ago, if you've ever been run out of a church, if you've ever been told that you're going to hell, you keep your ears and your eyes focused on the King of Kings. And this is what he says to you today. Yet to all, everybody who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So anyone... I don't care where you're from. And I know that we're going through tough times right now with the Russia situation in Ukraine. But let us not forget, friends, we have brothers and sisters in, in Russia that are Christians that love Jesus. Please pray for them, for they have nothing to do with this. And I also urge you to please pray for the people in Ukraine as I know that we have many brothers and sisters there as well. And let us continue, please. John three sixteen through 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever, let's say that again, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. That's what people don't understand. He didn't come to judge us. He came to give us salvation. Now there's going to be a time, as we're going to cover in our studies, that he will be coming back to judge Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already 
because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son, because of what Jesus Christ accomplished for us on the cross. The Bible states that he that has the Son has life, and we can receive the Son, Jesus Christ, as our Savior and personal by personal faith, by trusting in the person of Christ and his death for our sins. And friends, what it means to us is that we must each come to God the same way as a sinner who recognizes his sinfulness, who repudiates any form of human works for salvation, and who relies totally on Christ alone, by faith alone for our salvation. And as a child of God, you are, however, a babe in Christ. And you need to grow and be spiritually nourished and build up in the things of Christ. As with all Christians, you need fellowship with other believers in a Bible teaching church. And give personal time daily in God's word and regularly with other believers in a Bible teaching setting during the week. And I encourage you, friends, to try to find a church where they preach the word of God. Because that's the only way that you're going to grow. Remember, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. And if you are one of the persons that I just mentioned today, that you were pretty much run out of church because of you're gay or you're an adulterer or maybe you're a prostitute maybe you committed murder when you were many years ago don't let anybody run you out of Jesus he loves you friends remember that Moses killed the Egyptian in Egypt and he had to flee. Remember that David killed the husband of Bathsheba because he had had an affair and she was pregnant with his child who would become Solomon, remember? And God used these men mightily. You may be in a prison today, but let me tell you, he loves you, he wants to be a part of you, and he's going to give you his favor to win people over, to win souls for his kingdom where you are. And you know how it starts? That's very simple. You come to the Lord and you say the truth. Repent of all of your sins. Ask him to come into your life. And I don't care where you are. You're going to see things happening for you. His angels will be with you. Don't you remember the Apostle Paul? How many times he was incarcerated? And Jesus would send his angels to protect them and to take care of him. Don't you think he'll do that for you too? Of course he will. 
And no matter what you're dealing with right now, maybe you're dealing with a drug addiction, an alcohol addiction. Maybe you're going through a divorce, and I know how painful that is. For I have counseled many people that have gone through divorces. All you have to do is ask him to come and give you instant relief. And put the burden, lay all of your burdens at the feet of Christ. And just walk away. And when the evil one tries to bring back the, the burden that you were carrying him, all you have to say is, I reject you in Jesus' name. And have faith. We want things to happen overnight. Yet, how long did it take you to come to Christ? And he has to show you. He's going to give you little signs, slowly but surely. And he's going to do things for you that no human being can do. And he's going to open doors. And he's going to make a way for you when you thought it was not possible. Amen. I ask you this day, if you would picture yourself extending your hand to greet someone. And the person just walks by and doesn't even acknowledge you. And then I would ask you, friends, think about all the days and months and years that Jesus has been reaching out to you and you just walked by and you didn't acknowledge him. But you know what? He's not a God full of revenge, of hatred. No. He wants to come into your life this day and make you new. I'm going to say a prayer. And you can follow along if you would like to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life. Let us pray, please. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne. Father, please forgive me of all of my sins. Father, this day, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I ask you to come into my life, Lord. Let me grab your hand and walk with me. I accept the sacrifice you made for me on Calvary, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to spend eternity with you in heaven and with God the Father, with God the Holy Spirit, with your angels and my loved ones and friends that are there with you. Thank you, Lord, and I accept you as my Lord and Savior this day. And friends, if you said that prayer, I do believe you're born again. I encourage you to find a good Bible, uh, Bible preaching and teaching church. Please go to all of your weekly Bible studies. And if you're working and you can't, ask who's ever teaching the class. Can they give you or can they set aside for you what was covered in class that week? I would encourage you to go to your Sunday schools. 
Go to your sermons on Sundays. Take copious notes. I would also encourage you to go to a Bible bookstore, whatever Bible bookstore may, may happen to be in your area, and that you would go over the Bibles and see which one stands out to you. And that's the Bible that you grab. Because the message here is to get, to read and understand what God is saying to us. And before you start delving and matriculating that information that you picked up during the week, I would encourage you to ask the Lord to give, to open your understanding so that you can understand the information that's going to be imparted into you. I would then ask you to ask the Lord to give you the remembrance so that you can remember where that information was in the Bible. And thirdly, like I shared with you today, when we preach and teach, let us be humble. And God says, be gentle. And if someone should reach out to you, and trust you with a burden that they're carrying please please don't share that with anybody don't let anybody know what burden this brother or sister or family's going through i've seen so many people in church that have left because people have voided their confidence and have told other people and eventually it gets around and the person leaves and sometimes never to come back to church because they can't trust them remember a babe in Christ looks at you they're looking at you at your life so please keep it to yourself pray for that person Follow up with them. Help them as much as you can. Amen. And friends, I always close out all of my podcasts with the very, very best phrase I have ever heard from a pastor. His name was John H. Osteen. And he coined the best phrase I have ever heard from a pastor. And I'm going to share it with you. I share it on all of my podcasts, but we need to give credit where credit is due. And Pastor Osteen coined the following phrase. He would close out all of his TV sermons by saying, Friends, keep Jesus first place in your life, and he will take you places that you've never dreamed of. Amen. Friends, thank you for your time and for the sincere privilege of being able to share Christ with you. And I will look forward to talking with you tomorrow on our podcast. May his blessings and protections be upon you and yours today and always. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, friends.